are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. It's Quincy. I'm here with the Guardians party line as we finish watching an entertaining, surprisingly maybe entertaining game going on in Baltimore. I've got Allie and Greg and Andrew so far. Um, and uh, Andrew, also known as Hunter Gaddis, uh, perhaps wearing his Hunter Gaddis jersey, it looks like. <laughs> he can show us the rest of the podcast audience. Audience will just have to believe us. Gaddis 33. There it is. Hunter Gaddis himself on the pod. So uh yeah, we're uh, we're watching the Guardians try to mount an epic comeback. Um there have been some things that have been pretty darn encouraging about this. And uh the Guardians went down seven nothing and now they're down eight to five. Uh and there's been a couple of good hits from Andres Jimenez, which I think if we could say tonight's the night that Jimenez started to come out of the season-long funk then we would consider this a huge victory no matter the final result. And then um, the uh, Josh Naylor has had a couple of good swings as well. Off uh, a lefty. And a walk. Yeah, hit a, hit a single off a lefty. Also hit a 1,000-mile-an-hour a, a hit earlier in the game. Uh, that may have been a slight exaggeration, but... And then for some reason, why why is Emmanuel Classe pitching right now? I, that I was about know. to be my one complaint. I thought I was done complaining because this game is probably one of our better looking losses. I don't want to say that because it's not over yet. There's still a chance. I think we blew it. But why is he in this game right now? Yeah, I, I, I can't quite figure it out. I mean, tonight was a fine night. Ooh. He needed to pitch, but why does he need to pitch? Yeah, he just gave up a double. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there have been a few interesting decisions. I don't know how many of the hits that Classic gives up are on cutters up in the zone, which they said they wanted to have him throw a fastball up in the zone more often, and he's just getting hammered every time he goes up in the zone, so I'm not really sure why we're continuing to do that. Well, the uh, first slider he threw today bounced off as an Eno and, and went like 15 feet in the air. So, mm. hello, uh, Will Brennan. I don't know what's going hello. on with uh, with uh, with uh, Will Brennan today, but he has not been good in right field. He's like slipping. That's like the fourth bad play he's had, which is weird because he's better than that. Like yeah. he's right defender. I don't know. I was thinking after the last inning that they would have taken him out and put Arias in, but. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what, what's happening with Brennan today, but he's just, he, he he's out to launch in right field. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not good. If only we had Miles Straw out there twice. <laughs> hey, well, you know, if, uh. If people would listen to me, we could put Quan in center and then have Miles Straw to bring it anywhere we like at the end of the game. But that's, that's a thought. Yeah. Um, maybe one of these days in my dreams. So, guys, as we watch the ending of this game, 
today, did Cal Quantrill uh, give us the answer as to what's going to happen when Tristan McKenzie comes off the 60 DIL? That was so nice of him to make it easy on Tito. Very Canadian of him. <laughs> I've noticed a little bit in the past couple of days that if you look at the dugout, Cal is really close to Tito. Like they sit near each other in the dugout. They oh. were chatting at the end of the win against whenever we want. I don't remember. Maybe yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, and I'm just very intrigued by this. Like maybe they're really good friends or maybe they have lots to talk about on camera. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you another interesting thing that I noticed today um, is that or that I heard today. I, I didn't I've been in, in and out of watching and listening to the game. But Hamilton said a couple times, he said, Cal Quantrill is such a good teammate. And the fact that he kind of went out of his way to say that today, not, not that it isn't true. We all know that's true. Oh, but yeah. the fact that Hammy went out of his way to say that a couple times today made me think, oh, yeah, perhaps he's trying to set us up for Quantrill doing something nice for the whole team by saying, yeah, I'll go to the bullpen and- <laughs> dominate he's there. like it'll be easier on tito you know i'll do it if that's if it makes it easier on savali then i'll go <laughs> somebody yeah. asked i don't even know who somebody's post-game interview a few weeks ago was asking about the young pitchers and how the adjustment has been and whoever answered the question said cal has done a great job making everyone feel welcome and i was like that's a weird answer to the question. Love to hear it. But now that I've heard that about Cal, I just don't want him to leave. I don't care what his role is on the team, but if he's the reason that Bybee and Allen look good, knowing that it's probably going to cost him his job, like I kind of want that guy here. He was my emotional support player last season. Like I can't describe it. I, was just, I really like the guy. Um, Ernie was the emotional support player for someone because they reminded him of me. So I hope that's going great for that guy. <laughs> huh. I don't, I don't huh. even. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, uh, the, you know, okay, guys. So do we think that Quantrill is going to go to the bullpen? Is that what we're thinking? Like you guys yeah. listen, you hear. Yeah. And... I mean, he has the experience yeah. out of there too. I mean, it's been a minute, but it's not like it's completely foreign territory for him. So, Quincy, there was this one time at band camp where the San Diego Padres decided that Cal Quantrill was going to close games for them. So it's it's happened. There's It's real. Um, I'm afraid of it, but it it has happened. My nice cousin. cut, Mike. Oh, hi. Thanks. <laughs> oh, maybe. My 14-year-old cousin just texted me out of nowhere, won't Brennan is our right fielder. <laughs> ah. Oh, geez. Vicious. There's one for you, Allie. The kids are tough. I today. can't do that. I'm not I doing know. That. It's I a know. great joke. <laughs> it is a great joke. It is a great joke. But it everybody has a bad night. Everybody has a bad night. And he's been about that. He's been a very good fielder. So we won't we won't hold him against him tonight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I see. There's a lot of debate on the timeline, but it, it is what makes the most sense to me. And like I said, as you as some of you guys were coming in, I know Eli. I don't know if you managed to get in there. Um, I saw it was working on it, but uh, Mike Mike's here. Eli's hopefully here. And uh, I, I just heard Hammy say a couple times during the game, Cal Quantrill is such a great teammate. And it kind of felt like, oh, they're setting everybody up to say, 
Quantrill's willing to go to the pen. He's willing to do whatever the team needs him to do, which is a total Cal Quantrill thing to do for sure. <laughs> Cal Quantrill. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. <laughs> yeah. He'll take it easiest. Yeah. He, he is something special. To be honest, I, I don't like, I'm willing to trade Quantrill if, if the right deal comes along, but I, I don't think he's maybe the most likely guy to get traded. I know a lot of times on the podcast, we spend a lot of time just kind of having fun, which is good. I think people like that. But if, if you guys had to pick which pitcher of all the guys we have that would most likely get traded this July into August, it, it I, I think it would probably be Bieber. And then yep. after Bieber, maybe if Savali stays healthy, Savali, any thoughts? Bieber. I think Bieber, depending on how we are. If, if, yeah. if, if we're in the division lead, they're not trading Bieber. They need him in the playoffs. I think if, Savali – oh, sorry, go ahead. If if we're out of it, Bieber for sure. I just don't think they're going to try and go into the playoffs with with young pitchers without that experience. Uh, McKenzie mm-hmm. will become the de facto ace and then followed up by Savali, Bybee, uh, Allen, and probably Gavin Williams at that point. So I don't think they're going to walk into the playoffs with three rookie pitchers and not have a Cy Young winner on that staff if they had a, if they have the ability to have a Cy Young winner. Agreed. I think if we keep Bieber, Savali holds that like fifth spot until I mean, regarding his health, that's always like up in the air. Yeah. I think until Gavin Williams is ready. But it's also interesting, and Allie and I were talking about it on the timeline. Like uh McKenzie, even though Akron's at home, he's in Iowa with the Clippers. It's like, oh, is he with a certain catcher? But it's like, are we gonna make the catcher move or <laughs> There's no other reason they would put that poor man on a plane to Iowa where the weather's crappy. It has it's to be. Cornfields. Yeah, it has to be. You're right. The yeah, only question is... Only... Go ahead, Andrew. No, no Mike, Mike, go ahead. It's raining in Iowa. Like, they, they didn't play today, I don't think. Um, threw a few... Pit- they went 43 pitches? Oh, yeah, yeah it, got, it got suspended. Yeah, so, like, what was the point of that? Why didn't you just stay in Akron? And then fly back to Baltimore and then fly to Minneapolis. Yeah. I was close to Minneapolis. What was that? I was close to Minneapolis. I mean, like, in the context of Baltimore or Akron. Yeah. Maybe they're both going to just rent a car in I, I finally understood what she said because the way that you said Iowa just now sounded like I was close to Minneapolis. And I was oh, like, no, I oh, was you were. Not. Well, I have tell us her. more. <laughs> I, I have been there. Um, no, I may, I'm now I'm really plotting, but they sent Tristan out to Iowa to meet up with Bo so they can carpool on over to Minneapolis for the twin series. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see My it. My question yeah. is. If they bring Bo up, which I think they should, are they going to do the correct thing and, and cut Zanino? Or are they going to get rid of Fry and have three, a three-catcher situation where Bo doesn't play? Oh, you know it's going to be that second option. Or are they going to get rid of Cam, which they I think they can't get rid of Cam. Wrong. They can't. I don't want to get rid of Cam. Like, and I know it, like, I keep saying, guys, it's not a diss on Zanino. Like, it's just, you know, a compliment of Gallagher. But that compliment from Tanner Bybee's dad on how good, like, Gallagher's been doing, like, pitch calling especially with Allen's outing yesterday like that's not something that you can just get rid of 
But he also did post a picture of Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin referring to those three, which is hysterical. I, I really do appreciate the posting power of a middle-aged man. He that's uh <laughs> I, I will say that's I think that's the third time he's posted that um particular picture in reference to well the first time it might have been <laughs> first time I think it was a Spino um Bybee and, and Williams and now Alan has joined and become the Tom Glavin of the group. Um hey hey aim high fly high you know I I mean that's a lot of pressure to put on your child for one but uh but anybody I think that's a lot of pressure because that's about as good of a three that you could find in the history of baseball. But, hey, I'll take it if that happens. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it definitely does make sense that they have Bo working with the guys who are going to be in the majors. Uh, the other thing that I'll say is Zach Meisel on their podcast said that when Bo comes up, the plan is not to have him be, you know, sitting half the week. Like, if there are six games, Bo will catch five of them when he comes up. So he said that on the podcast. So I don't I don't think that the plan is for Bo to come up and not to play. If uh because he knows what he's talking about, I would say. So um, so I would say if they keep Gallagher, which I, I would guess they might keep Gallagher, that Zanino Especially then if they will... do favor defensive catchers. And they <laughs> do. I think then that Zanino, if he could stick on the roster in sort of the David Fry role, he's not going to play first base or third base occasionally, but just kind of sit there as the third catcher and take at bats against left-handed pitching, which is pretty much all that David Fry has done. I kind of wonder if David Fry is setting up the team for that role for Zanino for a while. And then, you know, if, if that doesn't work out, then they'll, they'll move on from him later in the year. But Cutting a veteran in June doesn't seem like a very Guardians thing to do. No. The game is Rosario over. No. Mm. I have a question on that, though. That sounds a little different than what we were told the Bo and Zunino dynamic was supposed to be when we signed Zunino, right? I, I think there's also the issue for the longest time we didn't know who our backup catcher was going to be in spring training. Yes, but even at that point, the the bridge Zanino to Bo was supposed to be Zanino starting with Bo backing him up for a good amount of time. So Did- for Zach Meisel to come in and say, like, we want him catching five out of every six when he's up. And and Meisel, if he said it, I'm going to go ahead and trust that. Like, that, it's weird. It's different. I, I wonder, I completely uh, am acknowledging that I probably didn't hear something. I didn't necessarily hear them discuss what the plan was with Zanino and Bo. Um, did did you guys you guys heard Antonetti or Tito or Chernoff discuss it or? Maybe that's just my inference, kind of like bleeding over. And from the time that they brought Bo up to get his feet wet last year, where it sounded like they were going to bring him in, have him catch like once a week, hang out with the guys, get to know his folks. Um, and then to go from that to, you know, jumping in and having him catch five out of every six with his only major league experience and work with the staff being a couple weeks in the major league club, it, it's it's strange to me. But it's I guess weird to me that you would go sign a guy like Zanino for that amount of money, knowing that you would only play him once a week. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I, I don't really know that you needed to do that if you were going to. I mean, maybe to get you through the first two months of the season like we are. But, yeah, I don't think I could 
cite my sources on that one, but I definitely was not thinking Bo would come up and instantly be the everyday starter. And yeah, it might just be a about, difference from expectation. Yeah, and we talked about like concerns regarding Bo's defense. And so you can't all of a sudden put him in five games a week if he still needs to develop there. And it's like at one point, is like just being in AAA not helping and he needs to be behind a vet like Gallagher and get the help from Sandy. And with with Zanino, uh, going off of what you were saying, Allie, we don't have this conversation if Zanino's hitting like you should. It, yeah, or close to yeah. it. Even if he's hitting 220, yeah. 230, we're not having this conversation, but he's playing jump rope with the Mendoza line right now and striking <laughs> out a ton. He's not well, doing anything on offense and he is mm-hmm. a negative defender. I think he could. uh, I was. I was just gonna say. I think he probably hit 198. But if he was hitting a home run a week, then he'd be fine. (laughs) Because that's doubles. That's what he. Yeah, that's what he theoretically could offer you is power. Like he'd strike out a lot, but he would hit a lot of homers, and he he hasn't really done that. Not even against left-handed pitching, which is kind of where you want him. I, I, I wonder though. Like I know Meisel said that maybe. Maybe they'd be looking at doing like, oh, hey, Gallagher's really great working with the super young guys. So maybe he'll catch them and and Naylor catch the rookies. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's odd because you'd think the advantage would be to Bo Naylor for having caught those guys as they developed. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, Cam Gallagher is also just like 30 years old and he's been around the league for a long time and he knows the hitters probably better than Bo Naylor does. So that right. might help him in game calling more. And I can see where if Tristan's got the leadership that I think he does and he's caught Bo the past couple times, he, or Bo has caught him the past couple times he's thrown, maybe that works out here. Yeah. got what it takes to settle Bo down in a major league game. I I do I do think that I would be shocked if they moved on from Gallier. I, I think that's got to be – he's got to pretty much hang around the team and work with the pitchers and be there to come in defensive purposes later on. All right, so let me get back to this whole idea of who they might trade. Agreed that they're not going to trade Bieber if they've got a legitimate shot, a pretty legitimate shot at the division. I've always I've said, you know, seven or eight games back in July, that's where you probably think, all right, we can probably trade Bieber. Not that it's impossible to make a run, but the likelihood is – we're probably not going to, so let's go ahead with it. But it certainly is like if you trade Bieber, you're saying, you know, uh, we're probably not going to make the playoffs because it's not so much the inexperience of the pitchers, it's the innings limits. Yep. Eventually, the innings limits are going to hit you with these young guys, which is why you want Williams down. You know, even though I, I advocated you could add him to the roster, give him a couple spot spot starts, you do want him in the minors for a while, getting those every six-day reps so that he can come up and pitch at some point. Cantillo can come up and pitch at some point because likely it is you're going to hit innings limits on some of these guys. I don't yeah. want to say, like, it doesn't matter who's pitching because obviously it does, especially with today. You know, we did kind of start a comeback, scored five runs even with the loss. Um, but like lately with our lack of offense, it feels like it doesn't matter who you throw out, who you throw out there. So if you don't have Bieber, you don't have Bieber because it depends on our offense and if they'll show up. Uh, Allie, what were you saying there in the chat? I just saw in the middle of the game when Cal came out and ran into the dugout and back down into the clubhouse, Carl kind of stopped him and put his arm around him and said, started talking to him whispering and it kind of was really sweet 
But Are I also ready for like, the bullpen. You don't see that a lot when a pitcher comes out of a game because he's mad. Usually he just goes. And it was just a really sweet moment. But I was like, hmm, what's that about? Is that about something? Do we need that's to be? Why, about that's why I admire Cal. Is like he's just he's like a really good character and everything. Like he will take full responsibility. He definitely will in this press conference. We don't know what he's going to be asked. If he's going to be asked if he would throw different pitches <laughs> depending on the lineup or. <laughs> <laughs> who knows would you have but, only given yeah. up four runs if you knew your offense would score five <laughs> yeah that's that's the perfect one Allie that is exactly what Oid should ask this no, you you should save some of those months. good starts for when your offense was <laughs> yeah. good yeah he's yeah, gonna yeah. save them for when the weather is better because the weather affects them yeah Oh, so good. was this just a bad how did it weather? feel to give up eight runs <laughs> they gave would up you go back and do it again <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez uh, does anyone understand why Classe pitched today? Okay, I want to no. ask three questions. Does anybody know why Classe pitched? Why Josh Naylor hit off, hit against a left hand reliever? He got a single, so shut up, Quincy. You don't know what he's talking about. And <laughs> why Zanino hit late in the game with two runners on, and they're only down three? Why did Zanino hit there against a right hander? Left hander, fine. Right hander, why? Because why not? <laughs> There's so many reasons. Why not, though? Like, like what are we <laughs> doing, Vito? Maybe as much playing time as possible before Bo comes up and takes his job. Well, that's why I thought Fry oh, started man, the other day. That could be true. That honestly could be true. Like, I, I know I know Naylor was, like, he, like, kept fouling balls off his foot Saturday. And then Fry started on Sunday. I'm like, it would be easy to put Bell there. Arias even so I thought Fry starting was going to be like okay Bo's coming to Baltimore with us and then yeah <laughs> but but Super 2 starts on Thursday it, yeah so I, I know people have been debating about it Um, yeah I don't know it, but I do think I do wonder does he let Zanino bat when what he needs most of all is a home run because he's one of the few guys on the team who can actually hit home. I'm not saying that it it's it makes the most sense, Mike. I'm just saying that's the best that I can figure. He's like, I'm sorry. He's I'm like, sorry for being the way I am. I'm just hands. saying, yeah. I'm just saying, like, he looks at his bench. I'm trying to enter the mind of Tito. Okay, I love bubble gum. I will eat 47 <laughs> popsicles before I, I go to bed tonight. And uh, and I will I will break my tooth on uncooked pasta. All right, I'm in the mind of Tito, at whom I love. And what I'm going to say is that all right, I've got this at bat. <laughs> I've got this crucial. Skippy is the best peanut butter. Anybody argue with that? I'm sorry, I love Skippy peanut butter. Yes. You don't think so? I've never really had it before, but Chelsea got a couple, and I was like, dang, this stuff is good. Anyway, it's really all right. Good. It is. That's good. Tito mode, everybody. And it sounds it's it sounds fun. Well, to and, say, and like creamy. Skippy. I can't yeah. do crunchy. I I don't mind crunchy, but creamy is superior. All right. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm thinking there. I've got my bench. I've got David Fry. He's not going to bat against a right-handed pitcher. I've got Tyler Freeman. Tyler Freeman might get a hit, but he's not going to get a home run. That's just not going to happen. He did in my dream the other night. It, well, that might have changed my thinking, but yes. So that's what I'm saying, Mike. That's why he went with Zanino there. Crunchier. Yeah, guys. I mean, I, was so mad. <laughs> I think with Class A, like he hasn't pitched since Friday, so I think it was like, well, let's just get him out there. But it also, to me, feels like because we don't have an off day until Monday, 
that just felt kind of like, well, we don't think our offense is going to score against this team. Like, and I don't want to be negative like that, but it's like, well, we have Minnesota up next and no off day in between the series. Mm. Like, I think he does better the more rest he has, especially when, like, we put him in, like, more games than any other reliever this season. I want to I know. Think... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think they're trying to, I mean, he's been struggling, obviously, right? So I think he's been in so many pressure, one run kind of save situations, too. Those are very high stress, high, you know, I mean, those can affect those can affect you down the line, too. So he's been in so many of those. And I think they wanted to maybe it's been four days. So they wanted to maybe put him in a situation where there was a little less pressure. You're down three runs. You don't have to save the game. And honestly, he looked pretty good. So, I mean, after that initial double, he dominated the next hitter and then got two quick ground outs. That's, that's the class A we know. So, I mean, maybe they're just trying to ease him back into a situation where there's a little less, a little less on him. I don't know. I do think yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking that too, Greg, um, that the only reason for him to pitch would be to just have him pitch in a situation where it didn't mm-hmm. really matter that much, just so that yeah. like he right. could chill maybe a little. And he, he did Relax. fine today. Like he gave up a hit, but then one, yep, two, three, it's fine. Yeah, I he think... looked good. His velo- he was hitting like 102 and his location was really good on some of those pitches. Yeah, I that's think... the odd thing. The odd thing is his his velo is it for the last like two to three weeks has been just fine. It's been where it was last year largely. He's hitting 100 again. But his location, well, it's like Quincy was mentioning earlier, they keep having him throw it up. And I feel like, you know, even when he hits 100, you know, they're hitting those high cutters. It's very, it's very odd. So, yeah, I think there's a little bit of entered. Yeah, I I was just gonna say, I think you've both entered the Tito mind zone. I think you've figured it out. But I do have to say, Mike, I want to hear your point, but I do have to say, the only reason that I, I struggle with it is because they have an afternoon game tomorrow. So Colossae can't pitch tomorrow now, and that doesn't really make sense to me. But go ahead, Mike. Okay, so actually thank you for that because the afternoon game makes the Zanino decision a little more comprehensible. I think in a normal situation, you might have Tyler Freeman take that at bat um, or someone else. I guess Will Brennan would have been the uh, the person who took that at bat against St. Louis a few nights ago where they would have benefited from a Mike Zanino at bat and instead they brought in Will Brennan and got deked by Ollie Marmol. But um, I think in a normal situation today, you would have had a pinch hitter, but you have an afternoon game tomorrow and Cam Gallagher is catching it. So you don't want to bring him into the game for the last few innings and have him, um, you know, risk being injured, I suppose, or just, you know, get beat up. That was my thinking too, but there's David Fry on the roster and, and they, they have not been shy with him behind the plate unless his last outing, they said he's not catching anymore. Yeah, two pass balls. Well, he just, a possibility. He needs to not. I was just saying, he needs to not catch Nick Sandlin. He can't catch a side yes. armor. Everybody else has been fine. Go ahead. Yes, I think Tito needed Mike Zanino to hit there because if we had come back to tie the game or even take a lead, we didn't have a closer anymore. Um, and so all of these bad decisions kind of supported each other. In a way, <laughs> except maybe the nailer decision because that actually works. That so. actually works. If That's you just put him against the lefty, it's bound to happen at some point. 
I mean, that's probably should have been Gabriel Arias, right? That that should have been Gabriel Arias taking that. I missed him today. Where was he? Well, no. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Tito's buying into the small sample size that Arias has been horrendous against left-handed pitching. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that he should, Mike. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's It's so small that you can't do anything with it. You know? know. I know. It does. It does give me a pretty good place to say to people that love Ahmed Rosario, say, "Oh yes, yes, Ahmed is great against left-handed pitching." Which and, is why we've been saying have him DH and have Naylor come in later what is in that the game. Voice, Quincy. <laughs> it's just like the soothing voice with your children, you know. It's um, Avery. It's okay. He can. He can. He can uh, bat against left-handed pitching at shortstop, and Arias will bat against right-handed pitching. That's what I tell Avery. And Quincy, uh, so, you sound so does like this a, mean... You sound like a British. Like lady at a tea party when you talk oh, like that. Thank this you, is doubtfire. So 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 is it, uh, Ahmed his binky then? Here's your binky. No support Here's your binky. I, don't, I don't know. Avery's not like a huge Ahmed guy. He's just a huge everything. The he front was just a guy to throw in there, you know. Yeah, everything the front office does is right. That's what he, he doesn't even like Tito. I don't think, but he likes the front office. He loves it. Yeah, office. I I don't know. There there was that weird take about um I'll keep Shane Bieber through twenty twenty four. Like the front office isn't doing that. That's not but a front. Avery office. also made that weird comment about Framil's eyebrow and Marilyn Monroe. Ah uh, so. yes, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> It did. It did set us up for one of the greatest <laughs> Lamole replies I've seen in a while. Lamole has really been on a roll lately. Props to you, Lamole. Way to Shouldn't keep the season. Shouldn't have smoked that. No, I woke up. All timer. Um, I just thought of what the Marilyn Monroe tweet was, and I started laughing. So anyway, <laughs> I have a bookmark. You're the guy who sees Marilyn Monroe in the morning and declares her ugly. And worse, insists it's still true when she's dolled up in the evening. <laughs> what did what did Lamole say? Please tell me. What I know was. he had like something before, but he deleted it. If, so it's just this like oh, uh, station blowing up. <laughs> oh, did he delete something? Because that he response did. Because I know funny. he had like a really good comment that was like uh, another one. Should have smoked that. Now one Avery one and I are doing this. But I, can't yeah, I know. <laughs> I I I don't know if it was offensive. I think he I think he said that now should have smoked that. Now I'm now I'm now I'm calling Marilyn Monroe a, t- a tire biter with yeah, Avery. Tire biter. That was it. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't actually saying that, so I thought it was funny. I don't know why no, he like, took it. Out we all know that. that was just a classic La Mole tweet. <laughs> Oh, what a weird boy. interaction. <laughs> Every, Every interaction, interaction with Avery. Is weird. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, sometimes I don't know. <laughs> My favorite okay, was when so, Meisel changed his header to two Avery. Two. That, that is a highlight of the season for sure. Um, so okay, we were saying about how Kyle Quantrill is an amazing individual, and I'm sure he's gonna be amazing doing whatever they ask him to do. Um, but we also were talking in the group chat earlier about how Shane Bieber, on the other hand, is not amazing. He just does too many good things. I'd like a pitcher to be a little less like on the right side of every issue. We don't you know? want him in Cleveland. We want him gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Get him every, out of here. He was he's, born for pinstripes. He's, he's not a leader at oh, all. He's such a hard oh, worker. God. <laughs> I know that was too much for me too, Greg. Uh, oh my god Mike, Mike too far for me. Feel, i think i got three feel. watering eyes on that one <laughs> i don't like that uh, Michael, why is it always you 
<laughs> yeah. I will never yeah. forgive you for the Jensen, Jensen Lewis, Lewis is... I've never recovered. No, like I every time either. I don't see him there, and I'm like, oh, they're just easing him out. Then I think of that comment every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time he doesn't do it, the post. Every but time weaning is a process. <laughs> I think it. <laughs> and I even now thought, I have an this is how pinstripes. It's just it's always you. This is how bad it is, Mike. I even thought about it today. When Chelsea said that Zaley doesn't seem to want to eat, I was like, oh boy. That's, <laughs> That's my six-month-old daughter, if anyone does it. No. So anyway, thank you, Mike, for ruining our lives in many ways. And for lately ruining our lives. Thank your local lives. attorney. <laughs> you need to write an essay like the one you wrote for Lamole about why Ahmed should still play. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologizing for what you've done is what you should write. Now wait, what kind of what kind of lawyer are you? Are you like the next Tim Misney or no? No, no. Oh, um, okay. Right now, right. I don't even practice, so like, there's no Did... danger of my eyebrow improving. I wanted level. to see if you could do it. Can you do the Tim Misney eyebrow? Let me see. I don't think so. It's, oh, it's you're getting there. Severe. You're getting there. Like, getting there. He draws it. All he private. draws it. So I he has that advantage where he can contour it around where he get and oh, my eyebrows Alyssa, are just that's too pushy for that. That's pretty good, Alyssa. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, impressive. Alyssa, Alyssa has it. That's good. Last week yeah, it was okay. the Walmart checkout. This week it's Tim Misney's eyebrow. <laughs> Nobody could. It's, it's good that I asked people to do an eyebrow impression on a podcast. Everybody would get a lot <laughs> of that. Can't you see it? Oh, oh, Greg. Pretty good. Greg, pretty they good. They can just picture us. Like, just think of Tim what I do. There you go. He came, you know he came to my friends. Um, my friend is a teacher and he came like for eighth graders and he came to their school and talked to the eighth graders about like what he does and he did the eyebrow thing for them. And that's fantastic. He had, like, he had like, is merchandise. He gave them like pens and stuff that had like the eyebrow on I it found one of those small. in the rapid the other day. <laughs> I have I have to say, obviously, injury lawyers, perhaps not as a general rule, the greatest people on the planet. But my sister, Elizabeth, so I have five sisters. So one of my sisters, Elizabeth, she does work with, um, and a brother, shout out to Micaiah, who's been on the podcast before. But uh, Elizabeth does work with like one of those groups where you dress up as superheroes for kids. So she does work doing it for Supergirl. And Tim Misney comes to a lot of those as Lex Luthor. And he does it like so, like he gets so into I'll it. I bet he does. He does. He does it all the time for kids. And he, I don't like he doesn't say like, hey, I'm Tim Misney. Here's my cards and stuff. He just does it for the kids. So I did think that that is a nice thing about Tim. For no, me, I, everything I've heard about him is that he's a really good person, actually, which is like me. Those billboards that. are like the great Gatsby. With the eyes of T.J. Eckelberg looking down. <laughs> that is a mm -hmm. great literary Home reference. Is where Tim it's fantastic. Is. Come to the Guardians party line for great literary references and such. So, yeah, expensive English. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, okay. So, just to get back to the Guardians for a minute, <laughs> things generally have been more encouraging lately, right? We've played we've a bunch of birds and we've played the birds well while killing a bird. So, things have turned out pretty nicely lately. Barry Hitchcock. Now we're making film references. There we go. I was at the game where he killed the bird, and I didn't know that it happened. 
I, I actually heard from somebody who saw the footage and they said that the bird was actually sitting when he killed it. Yeah, I it was just it was like yeah, sitting it was on, on the, the ground. Infield. I think that's why I missed it. Mm. I had earlier been watching the two birds. There were two birds like hopping around on the infield. And I did like I must have had a premonition because I kind of was like they were like right behind the pitcher's mound. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a safe place for you guys. <laughs> But and I like forgot about it, and then it wasn't any later when it happened, and I didn't even notice that it did until I looked at Twitter. Yeah, from like the angle that they showed on Bally, um, you couldn't see it, but there's a different angle where the bird's just sitting there and didn't stand a chance. I I think the funniest thing about the whole thing, like again, R.I.P. Bird, but. The funniest thing was Andre not saying, guys, go back and show it again. Did you guys hear that? The thing Andre not was like, hey, camera guys, go back to it. I'm like, oh, Andre, they're not going to show him killing. It sounds like Tim Anderson (laughs) gave the ball to the kid that had to clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's the way that Arius and Will looked at each other like that's seriously just Arius just like you just killed a bird. My question is with the bird celebration that Will did after his home run, was that his idea or was it Straw or Quan's? Because I could see it being any of theirs. <laughs> yeah. It's Will's a comedian. I, I think yeah, that I was Billy Willie. Yep. He is funny. You can see that in interviews. Uh, I heard somebody say that Arius's reaction was should be summarized by eh. and I think that's true. If you go back and look at his face, he was kind of like eh. It was like a Which try not to maybe, laugh for him. He was like, Which maybe isn't the greatest response, but I mean, I, I have a little sympathy for him. It's crazy that that. I think it's happen. just wild that that happened twice in one week. Yeah. Bad week for birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and hopefully it'll turn out to be a bad week for birds tomorrow. The Guardians can get out of Baltimore winning a series. That would be great. All you have to do is just keep winning series. And then before you know it, the season will turn around. I can't so. wait to see my favorite bullpen pitchers this weekend. It's not Eli Morgan and Sam Hunches. It is Emilio Pagan and Griffin Jacks. <laughs> Emilio uh-huh. Pagan is on the injured list, unfortunately. Oh, so it's just Griffin. Broke my heart. Oh, my goodness. Pagan is um. Oh. <laughs> Although now we're now we're doomed. Now it'll be easy to start winning series if they continue this hitting that they're doing. See, they try to do more thing. That. I can still Eight, be encouraged. Nine, ten, eleven hits a game. This back to back games with five runs off of a very good team. We we had eight hits in our loss on uh Saturday. I know we lost, only scored one run, but we got eight hits. That's better than getting three hits and not scoring at all like we did earlier in the year. They but just couldn't get over the hump that night. Yeah, it just they're hitting and it it's it seems encouraging. I don't feel like they're going to ground out every single at bat. <laughs> they're starting to lift the ball a bit. They're starting to to get the ball to the outfield. And yeah, well, that, that one that Jimenez double today hit it, I think 103 miles an hour, a 20 degree launch angle. All right. All and right. Did you I guys see what Valley Sports had to say about that? <laughs> they deleted it. Valley they Sports like, then they said it again. Yeah, they said um, after prolonged inconsistency at the play. Okay, shut up until you can pay your bills. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. So keep your and mouth shut. That's that. That was a really bizarre tweet. Tweet, and also again, I don't think his season's been inconsistent. It's just been no. poor. He'll turn it around. It's like He'll he's always around. like hitting it hard, making contact. It's just a lot of the times it's well, just been right he's, to someone. He's always hitting it. He hasn't been hitting. Not it quite hard. hitting it hard, but. 
he will start. It, it'll be fine. It's just a process. You're young. It, when you're a young player like that, you're still figuring out what do you do when you go into the depths of the slumps and there are people saying out. that we should have traded him last season. And I'm like, are you serious? It's probably up there with that guy that I sent you guys who said that um, we shouldn't trade Ahmed, even though he's gone after the season anyway. And like, you know, Arias, Freeman, Rokio, Jimenez, but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't keep, yeah. Keep Mike Zanino too. It's like, just don't, don't DFA yeah. him, whatever you do. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I saw someone after a win once saying that we need to trade Jose, and I was like, <laughs> I want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> like, yeah. was, that the, was that the same guy? Like, I'm closing Twitter and going to bed. <laughs> like, this is silly. Was that the same guy who was like, Jose isn't clutch? I, I saw one of those this weekend. It was the same guy. You probably saw me retweet it. I retweet it every time Jose does something clutch. <laughs> Not because I think clutch exists, but because it's so stupid to say that a good hitter isn't clutch. They're going to say clutch that about Jose. I know. Probably I know. these Browns bandwagon fans. It's like you cannot be saying that about Jose. Every time that Jose comes up in a clutch situation, they freaking walk him. So I think you know what other teams think about Jose and clutch situations. Yeah. Except for Sunday when they pitched yeah. to him right down the middle. That's a great way to end today's podcast. I didn't get I didn't actually talk about it because it was Memorial Day and then I had an interview. But I just wanted to say how good it felt when Jose hit that hundred mile an hour fastball out there for a double. He knew it was a double right away. Yep, like Eli is showing right now. He raised his arms mm-hmm. and after Ollie Marmel's ridiculous shenanigans Bush. in that game. Yeah. Then he decides, well, we don't have any choice. We're not going to load up the bases. We're going to pitch to Jose. And it was a mistake. And With I was so happy. Quan on base. So happy. Right. Go for it. It was great. It was perfect. So we'll hold on to that. Hopefully we'll get another moment like that tomorrow. And hopefully before you know it, we'll have Bo McKenzie and Savali in cleveland and life will be perfect everything will be perfect so thank you guys thanks for spending some time with me tonight as always and uh if we were a video podcast i would make you all do the misney eyebrow thing again but everybody can imagine it happening so thank you see you later this has been the cleveland guardians fancast you can find us on any major podcast platform Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.